0: Welcome to episode 36 of the series Classic Take, where we will take a classic topic of Mashiach and delve into it a little bit further. The question of today is, how will we survive forever without eating and drinking? Shir's dedicated, Lili Nishmas, Yeshua Yisrael and Zeva Arye. One of the predictions that our sages tell us about the ultimate future is the Gemarim Baruch Vestaf Zain, Omid um, Aleph tells us that olam haba in the world to come, there won't be any eating or drinking, there won't be any uh, business dealings, any other physical functions, such as having children. Rather, what state will the Jewish people be in? It says, And their crowns are on their head, and they will benefit, they will drive pleasure from the rays." Of the divine presence, and the Gemara brings the Pasuk, which it says regarding Mat and Torah. It says that the Jewish people saw Hashem, they saw Hashem and they ate and drank, which means that the sight of Hashem, the vision of the divine radiance, the divine presence, sustained them, satiated them as if they ate and they drank. Now, the uh, this Mymer Hazal, this teaching of our sages, is the subject of a major famous debate between the Rambam and the, the Ramban. The Rambam, the Maimonides, and the Ramban, the Rabbeinu Moshe ben Maimon and the Ramban, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Nachman, the Nachmanides, Na- as he's known as, which uh, many others had followed the opinion of the Ramban which is, what is this teaching of our sages referring to? What are we referring to here when we're talking about the world to come? The Rambam understands the teaching of our sages to be referring to the afterlife. And the Rambam holds that the, when the Gemara says that there will not be eating or drinking or other bodily functions, what the, the Gemara, the teaching of, is actually trying to tell us, what Rav is trying to tell us, is that there in the world to come there will be no physical body. The world to come is not for bodies. It's for souls only. So the um, way that Ramam understands this teaching of our sages is that the ultimate delight of the soul, which is in the world to come, where it's able to derive pleasure from the radiance of the shtina, will take place at a state when the soul is completely removed from the body, in the state of the world to come, in the state of the afterlife, I mean, after the person's soul leaves his body, at that point will be able to derive benefit from the rays of the divine presence. The Rambam, it's very important to just understand the Rambam's sheeted Rambam's philosophy. Rambam himself had to write a whole letter defending himself. People shouldn't think that he was denying the concept of Chiesa Mason, resurrection of the dead. Rambam, as all other religious Jews, believes in the concept of the resurrection of the dead. He listed the belief in the resurrection of the dead as the 13th of his famous 13 principles of faith. But nevertheless, the Rambam's view regarding the tchias resurrection of the dead is that eventually there will be tchias amesim. There will be the resurrection. Of the dead people will live very long lives, and but the bodily functions will work as normal. People will eat, and they'll have children. And the Rambam's argument is the whole purpose of a body. If you look at the body, then if you, if you you know if you look at the body's different functions, it's. Some limbs are for eating and drinking, and some limbs are, in other words, the stomach for digesting food. Then there's the limbs that are involved in reproduction, having children, and all the other limbs are all there for a certain specific reason. So basically, the Rambam understands the that when there will be the resurrection of the dead. So it will be the same body. It will be a human body. The body will function as it functioned in the person's previous lifetime. However, the Rambam holds that the ultimate the ultimate reward for the soul cannot be fulfilled during the time of ha-mesim. after the resurrection of the dead, the soul cannot will not stay in the body forever. Even those that get up after ha-mesim will eventually, after a long life and a pleasant life and a beautiful life, they'll eventually pass away, which in passing away won't necessarily be considered a negative thing in that context. They'll just move on to a higher world, They'll finally go to the world to come, where there they will be able to fully enjoy the closeness and the radiance of the divine presence. I mean, there's a lot of debate about, according to the Rambam, what is the purpose of resurrection of the dead if it's only temporary status? The soul will once again be removed from the body. Um, this is a discussion for another time. but Just briefly, I mean, the, the, the standard mainstream answer, explanation of the Rambam's viewpoint is that the ability to achieve a portion of the world to come depends on the person's ability to perform Tata mitzvahs. During the time of exile, many people were not able to fulfill Torah mitzvahs despite their intentions and their great desire to be able to do so, but due to the limitations of not having a base HaMikdash, not being able to live in Eretz Yisrael, and being persecuted from the nations of the world, they weren't able to fulfill Torah mitzvahs in its fullest sense and therefore they will be resurrected in the days of mashiach to be able to fulfill terimittis in the best way possible and thereby they will merit a higher level of ulama in other words even though these souls already passed away years hundreds thousands of years ago and they uh, already are in the world to come nevertheless the world to come uh, what a person is able to gain, the, the reward that he gains in the world to come is all based in the mitzvahs he did in this world. So therefore, since, what, as, despite the person's best interest, being able to serve Hashem in his previous lifetime, he was not able to do so in the complete way because he was not living in the conditions that will be available in the days of Mashiach, therefore he will be resurrected. And the same thing, according to the Rambam, applies even to those souls that lived during the first Beisam, which nevertheless, when Mashiach comes, the abilities, the knowledge of Hashem that will be available at that time will be a, of a completely new caliber, something which was completely unprecedented in the past, and therefore these souls will return to the body in order to receive that proper shlémus, that proper adv- that advancement and knowledge of Hashem that will become available at that time, and actions, mitzvah is my series, physical mitzvah that they'll be able to do at that point. But according to the Rambam, this is all a means to an end, which is after the person passes away, where then he's able to enjoy the uh, radiance of the Shekhinah, the closeness of the divine, which spiritually benefits him and satiates satiates him. The Rambam's opinion, many, many points over here, there's a number of arguments the Rambam points out, but I just want to um, focus on the Ramban, because that's really what the what we want to get at at this particular sheer. So according to the Rambam, there's no question how the soul, how we will last forever without eating and drinking, because according to the, Ram, the Rambam, that we, we will always eat and drink. The bodies will always need to eat and drink, and they won't even live forever with their eating and drinking. Because according to the Rambam, ultimately the soul has to leave the body. We will go back to Gan Eden, to the afterlife, and uh, enjoy the world to come in the afterlife. Now, the Ramban, Nachmanides, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Nachman, not to be confused with the Rambam, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Maimon, but the Ramban disagrees very strongly with the Rambam. He respects the Ramban tremendously, quotes his opinion and discusses it and so on. But in his Sefer, Shar HaGmul, he and many others follow the Ramban, the Ramban's viewpoint. Ramban argues and says that, no, he says that the world to come, which... That is referring to, and he says, in the world to come, there's no eating and drinking, and so on and so forth. Is referring to the state of After after the resurrection of the dead, the soul will enter a phase called the world to come. And there will be a soul within a body. And at that point, the body, despite the fact that there will be a physical body, but the functions of eating and drinking and production and the other things that we're used to today's day and age won't exist. And the Ramban's argument really is that the Rambam understands that the teaching of Rav must be saying that there's no body. When you say there's no eating, there's no drinking, there's no other physical functions, obviously it means that there's no body. The Ramban says the contrary, just just the opposite. He says if the whole point of Rav is that there's no body, you should just say simply there's no body. Why does he have to detail there's no eating, there's no drinking, no reproduction, and so on and so forth? So he understands that to mean that despite the fact that there will be a body, nevertheless, the Chiddush, the novel teaching of Rav is that despite the fact that there will be a body, but the bodily functions that we're used to in today's day and age will not be, will, 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 won't, won't happen at that point, will not be active at that point. So the, uh, so this is basically, this, they both be the, the Rambam and the Ramban are both basing themselves on the same teaching of our sages, I mean, there's many other teachings of the sages that, that Ramban brings to support this viewpoint, and that Rambam obviously stands them differently. But either way, it's they're both bringing the same source, but they have two opposite ways of understanding the exact same words. Now, the question is, I mean, there's not multiple questions over here, but the question is, according to that, I mean, what the question that we're going to focus on primarily now, is that how will the body survive without eating and drinking? So the Ramban discusses this at length, and the Ramban mentions that this is not a new phenomenon, it's not something which never happened before. We find historically, in stories that are mentioned in the Tanakh, we find Moshe Rabbeinu was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, he didn't eat and drink, he was up on the mountain three times, it was a total of 120 days and 40 days installments where he did not eat and drink. And uh, he what was he satiated? How how did he live during that time? So our sages tell us that he survived with the radiance of the divine presence, with the Zivashina. Should there are multiple and uh, in- interpretations, explanations of our sages, has a sikh and Kisisa, I think the Rebbe speaks very interesting Sikha multiple interpretations of how exactly Moshe Rabbeinu uh, survived during that time? uh, Was it that uh, it was a miracle that he he didn't have to eat and drink? Was his nature changed and like to become like that of an angel? Various different viewpoints how to understand that itself. But either way, the the way that Amban explains it is that Moshe Rabbeinu was satiated at that time through the divine presence. And he explains that basically that. The more refined a person is, the more his, he's able to derive sustenance from more spiritual, from more refined things. So you have, uh, for example, he says the mon. The mon, spoken about in Chumash at length, the mon was considered to be more of a spiritual food than a physical food. I mean, it had very supernatural characteristics. So such a person, there was no waste. The person didn't have to go to the bathroom after eating the mon. Person was able to taste whatever he wanted in the mon. It, uh, it, uh, whatever it thought he wanted it to taste, like this type of food, that type of food, it automatically tasted that way. So the mon, the way it's explained, the way the Ramban explains it, and it's explained on Midrashim, the way it's explained that many Svarim, is that the mon was inherently a spiritual food, it was divine light, which became manifest in a physical form and in, this, in, you know, in, in the physical appearance in the physical. Food they're able to digest and cook if you wanted to, and uh, but inherently was a spiritual thing. So Dramban says that since the Jewish people, you know, they merited by Krias so if they all merited the great godly revelation, and then by Yarsinai Sinai, so they were elevated to a state that they were able to be sustained by a more spiritual type of a food. It says Moshe Rabbeinu he was elevated to even a higher state, so he was able to be sustained on the uh, Ziva Ashrina, just in the divine radiance alone. He didn't, he had, for those 40 days and nights, he was on such a refined, his body became so refined that it was able to derive sustenance directly from the rays of the divine presence itself. And he adds a little bit of explanation. You know, he, he says to a certain degree, to rephrase his words, that obviously, you know, we, would, we have to some of it is going to have to regulate to the realm of faith. But even intellectually, we could see how the life of the soul, the soul's pleasure, what the soul gets its sustenance, it affects the body as well. And he explains, we see that the you know person hears good news or he's doing something which he really enjoys. So there's a certain glow, there's a certain radiance on his face. You know, there's. Uh, you can see that he's happy. That you can see that you can look at it in his face. It affects his face. It affects his health. He doesn't mention it explicitly, but there's a famous story in the Gemara of Aspasionus Caesar, the emperor of Rome, that he heard that he became emperor and his feet expanded. He wasn't, he had one shoe on and one shoe off and he wasn't able to put on the other shoe. He wasn't able to take off the first shoe. And Rabbi Achim Zaka explained to him that the good no, news says that good news, Sadashin etzem, it fattens the bone. So he physically the good news made him fat. You know, we find in uh brings it down that Abnachum Havdol was fat from saying By him, I mean the previous story I mentioned about an Emperor of Rome, was a, wasn't the most righteous person. There's a nature they put that even that hearing good news you know makes a person more healthy. And here, he, uh, the pleasure of saying, physically added fat. So enjoyment adds fat and health to a person's body. And there's the idea that the Chochmas Adam Torah similarly says that the, radi- that the wisdom of man lights up his face, certain radiance it brings from different sages that they, that they reach the state that when they would teach Torah, their face would shine. They like turned into another person, they, they was able to, was spiritual light coming out of their face, whatever exactly that means. We find by Moshe Rabbeinu, we got Kirun him. his face lit up from the divine light. And there's other sages that says, you know, for example, the face of Moshe was like the face of the sun and Yeshua, his was, face was, was like the moon. But he said we find even now, to a certain extent, we can vividly see that when the soul is happy because of things that are important to the soul, because it's getting its nourishment, so to say, its desire, it's able to affect the body, it's able to sustain the body itself. And similarly, he says that there is, when Mashiach will come, he says we will reach the point where the soul, the body, will become Be a proper vessel. Be sustained by the same thing that sustains the soul. The soul will, so to say, at that point be able to overcome the negative aspects of the body. Be able to transform the body. The body's whole purpose and the body's whole state is one where it's a complete can do it for the soul. So therefore, whatever this one, the soul is going to then experience revelation of the Shekhinah, That experience, that delight, will automatically also help the body live. So this is, uh, so basically the point is, he says we could, again, it's not something which we could fully explain in rational terms today, but we definitely see this concept that when someone is has spiritual sustenance, which is very powerful and strong, and the shoot is essentially all physical sustenance is rooted in the spiritual source, just that became manifested in a very, sometimes in a very coarse, or at least in a very physical form, so when a person's body reaches the level where the soul, so to say, takes over, shines through the body, so the nourishment of the soul becomes the nourishment of the body as well. That's basically what the Ramban basically explains. Um, I mean, there's a, That's what the Ramban says. In addition, he also mentions another example, which is the example of Eliyohan He says, we believe that Eliyohan went up to heaven alive. And he, so to say, uh, you know, for since he remains alive since then without eating and drinking. So we see that there are people, there's also Chanoich, brought down a number of madrashim, the father of Mr. Shalach, that he became and turned into an angel, Angel Natat. So we find this concept that there is idea that a person could become so refined that uh, he doesn't have to eat or drink. His his nourishment becomes the same nourishment that angels, that the souls, that spiritual entities get, which is a direct nourishment directly from the divine. It's the rays of the divine Shechina, the closeness to Hashem, which, which is what sustains them. This is basically the point of the Ramban. Now, it's an interesting thing, the Samachsadzik highlights, not in, in the words of the Ramban, but there's actually a rashba on uh, Baba Basra, Dalad, on the fine valid base, I believe, and, uh, it's brought down in, in Yaakov, there's a section called, uh, so so it's brought down over there, in Yaakov Baba Basra. The, the rashba also quotes this idea, and he actually makes a differentiation. He says, it could either be that in the future, the souls will, Resemble Moshe, or they will, they will resemble Eliyohan Novi. And very brief, without getting lost into many specific, specific details over here, there's a fundamental difference between Moshe and Eliyohan Eliyoh Novi. he became transformed into an angel, according to many interpretations, which means that his physical body stopped being physical. I mean, it, it still appears in this world, it still, to, to some extent, he has the ability to be himself and clothe himself in a physical form. But essentially, according to a number of interpretations, it became like an angel. So the questions are in the future, are all, human beings, are all the tzaddikim, all those that are going to be resurrected, they're going to turn into angels like a Leonovi. So some m'kubolem, some this is what they believed. And you have the famously derived and the Rambam, mentioned such a concept that perhaps people that stand up at will become like angels. There are a number of other mukubalim that uh, said the same way, Avraham ben in the back of Shulchan Shel Arba and other sources that learned toward that lean towards this way of learning that in the future human beings will become like angels. However, the uh, the Semach Tzedek points out that Chassidus, the viewpoint of Chizus is not like that. According to Chizus, when Shiach comes and the resurrection of the dead takes place. The dead are not turning into angels. The point of Tchiyas Mason is to be that in this physical world they should exist, not that they should go up to heaven like a Ovi. And therefore, the Tzema explains that in the future, those that will be resurrected will resemble Moeshe Rabbeinu by Har Sinai, who was able to be sustained by the Shekhinah without eating and drinking. Uh, the approach of Chzidus over here, mentioned very briefly, is that in the revelation of the revelation of the level of Hashem's light where physical and the spiritual are exactly the same the soul and the body are the same and it's such a great revelation so there's no differentiation between the soul and the body even the body is able to live through this revelation nowadays the revelation comes through the level of godly light which gets more and more concealed the soul is much greater than the body and therefore the soul gets a higher level, the body has to get a lower level of nourishment, the physical level of nourishment. When Mashiach comes, it will be the revelation of Sevi of Kalam, and the transcending light of Debeshe, which transcends all levels equally. So, gosh, there's, there's no difference. The soul, the body, they could all be nourished the same way by Hashem's light. More particularly, Chesidus really says that the nourishment of the soul, and then, this really concept needs to be elaborated upon and separately, but just to conclude with this idea that then in the future, the soul be nourished from the body. Specifically the body that is related to this level of Seh the body shares a deeper connection with godliness. The higher level of the body is rooted in a higher level of godliness than the soul because the body is rooted in atmus the essence of Hashem, to create something physical is even deeper than the creation of soul, so to say. And therefore, it's specifically this, the body has that, a higher connection with the apishter. It's just that in today's day and age, the soul is two coarse to be able to experience its true source. So now the soul needs, now the body needs to eat physical food and it needs nourishment of the soul. In the future, the bodies will be refined, particularly by Tchiyas Mesim, the bodies will stand up through the light of Hashem, will be completely refined, they'll be able to experience their true inner source. And then the soul will be nourished from the body. The body won't need to eat and drink, the body will be able to be nourished because it'll be revealed what it is, it, it, is, it, it itself, and the truth is a very high level of godliness and the soul will then receive that high level of godliness through the body itself. It's much more to be spoken about, this is just in a nutshell, as we're coming close to Yom Kippur. So you know that Yom Kippur also is a time which brought on a number of Svarim, Chsidus elaborates upon as a time that it will be similar to the world to come when there's no eating and drinking. So on the day of Yom Kippur as well, we reach a certain state of spiritual attachment, connection, when the soul, soul to say, and the, the body Gets nourishment from spirituality just like the soul. And this is a main somewhat of the way it will be in the future. And there won't be any eating and drinking because the bodies and the soul will both be connected to Hashem directly. And they'll be nourished in that way. Hashem should help, we should merit to see the coming of Mashiach and and HaMesim taken from Yad Mamash. Classic Take is produced by Tudald's Podcast Productions, producers of The Daily Boost, the weekly Fabrengan, Power Fabrengan and Mashiach Mindset Audio, available on all podcast platforms.